Hello, and welcome back to Mondays with Mac. My name is Dr. John B. McIntosh, licensed professional counselor and a certified advanced alcohol and drug counselor. Today, as promised, we're going to be talking about bioenergetics. And in this talk, we're going to be exploring the chakra energy system that's used in Reiki treatments and acupuncture, acupressure. So, uh, a little bit of recap, we were talking about with transpersonal therapists. This type of, of energy work is very important because the basic belief is that all illness or disease in a body can be traced back to a belief or thought pattern that has interrupted the energy flow in the body. So we're going to explore each one of these levels of chakras in the body and explain some of the positive and negative qualities that are stored in these centers and what happens when you have an energy block and how it manifests physically. So recapping, uh, as a therapist, I look at body armor. We all walk around with body armor, even if we're not aware of it. So how I evaluate that is look at how you walk. So when you're coming into a session, or if I happen to meet you socially, I watch how you walk to determine um, where you're operating from within your energy work. I look at body proportion. Where are you storing weight? Sometimes people who have been abused physically or sexually uh, tend to gain lots of weight to armor themselves and make themselves less attractive to keep others away. So I look at where your proportion is. If the body weight is in the lower section from the hips, stomach hips down, I'm looking at somebody who's very, very uh, in a fight-flight position. They're very defensive. Uh, they're not going to let anybody in. If the weight tends to be the upper region of the body, the chest being like barrel-chested and uh, heavy on the upper side, these are folks that are very defensive with the heart. They won't let uh, love flow through their lives. And when we get to the heart shocker, we're going to talk about what we mean by a guarded heart and a broken heart, um, a defensive heart, etc. We're going to talk about these and how to look for that. Then I also look for misalignment in your body from side to side, front to back, how you carry yourself, your posture, um, how you hold your head. This is becoming a problem in today's world due to the advent of technology. The reason for this is uh, there's an excellent cartoon uh, t-shirt out there that shows evolution of man. And the cartoon starts out with uh, ape on all fours walking and it starts to crouch and sits up a little bit. And then it shows uh, man standing straight and walking. And then it starts showing crouching again and crouching more. And finally, they show a picture of him sitting at a computer desk, all hunched over on all fours, much like the ape at the beginning. So evolution or de-evolution? What are we doing in our lives right now? So posturing, I can tell someone who's been on tech a lot just by the way they walk. There's higher instances, especially in a local hospital here uh, that I'm familiar with, that people are going in for what they call tech neck, and that could be disc bulging, uh, disc uh, could be blowing out. By holding your head down all the time, sitting at a desk at a computer screen, or on your phones. I was absolutely astounded. I shouldn't be. I shouldn't be surprised, but I was absolutely astounded. This past uh, few days, I pull up to intersections, and just as I'm sitting there being a people observer that I am, 
I was astounded to see every single car beside me, across the road, in different points of the intersection, every single car, people were on their phone. What's happening, folks? What happened to human being? Why do we want to be human doings? What is so important that you must be in touch with somebody constantly or checking emails or text messages? Why can't you get into the moment and be still? Your day would be calmer. Your alignment in your body would be better. So I'd like you to pay attention to how much time you're putting into this frivolous, wasteful time when you could be growing and evolving once again. So I look at uh, alignment, front to back, side to side. I look at the face. Puffiness under the left eye means you have unresolved emotional problems. Puffiness under the right eye, you have problems with thinking clearly and can't make good decisions. So I look at these things. I also um, try to point out that we create new energy patterns. Typically, most people don't know how to create these energy patterns for themselves, so we tend to steal that energy from others. Where it's most common, even if it's unintentional, the most common place we steal energy from others is in relationships. And that's going back to the talks I gave earlier in my series on uh, emotional vampirism and codependency. That's extreme forms of energy stealing, but even without going to the extremes, we tend to steal energy off of each other. That's why in my counseling sessions when I'm working with couples, I pay very close attention to how they express, how they interact, do they respect each other, etc. But key words I look for is when I hear someone say, Honey, I need you. That creates a very, very strong emotional reaction with me because when someone needs you, it's much like the analogy of a spider creating a web and ensnaring a fly. So what that spider will do, it will feed off of that fly until there's nothing left. This is what happens in relationships when you need each other. Uh, when you need, you feed. So when you feed, all of a sudden the person that you're feeding off can no longer give you what you want. So as a result, the relationships fly apart or people die inside and codependency could set in. So I listen and I try to help them reach a point where they can say, honey, I want you. And I like you to look and feel with those words I just said. When someone says to you, someone that you love very dearly, when they say to you, I want you, how does that feel? Scan your body and feel how that feels inside. But when someone says, honey, I need you, there's something missing. And they're looking to you to fulfill an empty spot in their heart or their lives. No one can do that. Even I, as a practitioner, can't fix anyone. I can only guide you to find yourself. But when I hear the words need, it gets me uh, pretty defensive and upset because I don't want anybody to need in their relationship. Yes, we need each other as human beings as a social unit, but in relationships, friendships, etc., it's wanting to be together or wanting to share your life. The word want means share. You want to give. The word need is I, I want something from you, not to give something to you. So when people reach that state of uh, energy balance, their relationship thrives and grows. 
And I look at how people protect their vital energy. Um, people are, again, they're not conscious of how they typically uh, steal energy, even if it's unconscious. And importantly is if therapists aren't aware of this, they burn out quickly because they're giving too much energy and there's not an even flow back and forth. So we need to be aware of our energies, where they're at, especially when we're going to try to communicate with each other. We need to know where our energy is at so that we don't throw negativity onto someone, especially someone we love, which is typically the place we feel most comfortable to do so, or create some misunderstandings at our careers, our friendships, families, etc. So be aware of your energy. So people tend to enter uh, therapy because they don't know how to share energy with one another in a healthy manner. Again, it's nothing that people go around talking about saying, hey, I don't know how to share energy. More or less they talk about is I don't know how to communicate with you anymore. I don't know how to get my point across. And even in that comment, be aware that the Easterners believe that our life goal should be to seek to understand the other rather than being understood. The more you can understand the other and where they're coming from, the better the communication gets between the two of you. So we're going to look at balancing life energies within yourself. And this we do through the chakras. So let's talk about the chakras. There are seven major energy centers in the body that runs along the spine to the top of the head. So they begin at the base of the spine, which we call the root chakra. Each one of these chakras have a certain tonality and a color, and they have certain energies that are stored within. I'm pointing this out because when, as I talk about these energy centers, if you are now suffering from any kind of physical disorder or disease, I'd like you to really go deeper into your psyche and evaluate what's going on inside of me that may have pre been a precursor to me getting ill. All too often, we easily dismiss genetics. We just say, everything's genetic. You know, I can't help it. It's just the way I was born. My parents had it. But folks, I've known many people with the genetic uh, linkage to uh, illnesses that don't get ill. And over years of studying this, I found it's, it's the way that they carry themselves and the way that they balance their energies in their lives. So as I commented before, you know, we're getting a lot of tech neck issues coming into my office and in the local hospital which oftentimes requires surgery, if not uh, neck brace. The other thing that's happening out there is called trigger finger or trigger thumb. This is from people at game. Their fingers lock, their tendons get pulled out from the musculature and they need surgery to get everything reset back to normal. Very serious stuff, folks, very serious. Um, and we're gonna talk about how these energy centers can be affected through these means. So the energy center known as the root chakra is located at the base of the spine, very, uh, very much close to the tailbone of the spine. The color it emits is red, and there's two, uh, there's positive and negative energies in each one of these chakras. For the negative energy, there's two major emotions that are stored in this particular level, anger and fear. So if you don't express these emotions, if they don't come out and get resolved, how your body manifests those two uh, energies that are unresolved. Give you some common examples. One is arthritic knees, hips, ankles, toes, feet. 
Think about this. The root chakra is all about the fight-flight syndrome of coping with the problems. When you're uh, encountering a very, very stressful situation, your body has a sympathetic and parasympathetic system. The sympathetic will start to prepare your body for action, so it shuts down blood flow to the extremities, and it starts to feed into the inner core of you to keep you ready to fight or run. Okay? And then the parasympathetic kicks in to release some hormones to balance your body back to normal. But uh, if, if you are uh, in a stressful situation and you're angry or you're afraid and you don't express it, your body freezes in that fight-flight position. So you're frozen, just like a deer in headlight or a possum in headlights. All you're doing is your joints are freezing up. So over time, without expressing those true emotions, arthritis will set into those joints. Other common uh, maladies that happen with un unexpressed emotions in the root chakra are leg cramping, varicose veins, um, there could be circulation problems, and even, folks, I just want to point this out too, if I didn't, I don't remember if I pointed out last time, but according to transpersonal theory, there's no accidents. So, if you have a lot of anger and fear stored that's unexpressed, what will happen is you'll walk differently, you'll be unattentive when you walk, so you may trip and fall, you may break a bone, you may pull a hamstring, all kind of injuries can occur, and that's all due to a blocked emotional state of the root chakra. So the root chakra, in a positive, is a primal life force. You feel balanced and you feel connected to the physical world. So that means love of life, love of self, love of a higher power, the animals, the earth, etc. So in essence, the energy for the positive is like cosmic purity. In a negative, it's that fear and anger, even fear of survival. Some people have uh, problems with this in their life that they have fear of actually surviving. That's where the thoughts of, I want to die. But keep in mind, it's not, it's not the body that wants to die. It's whatever you're holding on to wants to be released. The glands associated with the root chakra are the adrenals, which are located above the kidneys. And uh, if you're going to do root chakra meditation, one of the best means or best musical backgrounds is to have deep, low drumming sounds or primitive drum sounds. The keynote for this particular chakra is C. And to do body work on this involves uh, releasing the energies trapped in the hips and legs. So it's uh, very physical when you're doing this kind of work. You have to hold the legs down as they move and the people will get in touch with the emotion stored in there. That's the root chakra. I'm sorry if I'm moving through things too quickly, but uh, I want to get the energy centers half on out today and half when I do the next talk. The next chakra to discuss is the navel chakra, and it's located just where it says. It's in your navel area. If you point your finger to your navel, straight through to your back on the spine, that's your lower back. Okay? So this is called the sacrum center. The color in, uh, with this particular center is orange. And this is where we store our uh, identity center. I'm sorry. This is where we store our social emotional relationships at the navel chakra energy system. It regulates our sexual functioning. 
it, uh, creative and procreative life force energy, connections with others, etc. So in positive energy in this navel uh, center is uh, invocation and freedom to express oneself. You don't become a wallflower. You actually feel good socializing. You feel confident in who you are. So you, you become very much open. Your heart is open. Your senses are open. You're welcoming. And people can just be attracted to who you are because they feel that openness. In a negative, this is where we store unresolved emotional conflicts in our social world. The most powerful energy that you can store in this particular region is relationship dysfunction. So when clients come in my office and they complain, one of the most active complaints you'll hear is lower back pain. And if you explore lower back pain medically, you'll find out it's one of the top uh, medical uh, uh, people go for medical evaluations in the United States is lower back pain. Oftentimes non-organic, meaning there's no disc problems, there's no musculature pull, but all of a sudden they have major uh, back pain. And when clients come in and say that they have back pain, uh, I immediately start questioning who left you? Did somebody uh, divorce you? Did some friend uh, betray you? Is a family member not talking to you anymore? Uh, these are some of the things that uh, manifest in a negative if these emotions of connectedness are not expressed. So dysfunctional relationships, lower back pain, kidney problems, uh, gastrointestinal problems, Crohn's disease, colitis, spastic colon. These are all symptomology of unexpressed, unresolved uh, relationship issues. Like I said, the most powerful are those with your personal um, significant other. And then it goes to different scales of family members and friends, even could be some people you respect. So that's some of the negative uh, manifestations of this energy uh, stored. Psychologically, the negative in this uh, energy center is, comes out as uh, lust, maybe desire to destroy something. All, these are some of the negative psychological issues can come out. So if you're going to meditate and try to activate the navel chakra, the instruments that work well with this particular energy center are the electric guitar and the saxophone. The keynote for this particular energy center is D. So social emotional relationships. Do you have any kind of uh, illnesses or any kind of distress? Do you have any kind of uh, gastrointestinal problems? Polyps developing. People tend to very easily and quickly identify diet as being a cause. They identify uh, uh, genetics. But again, look at your emotional well-being. If you do have unresolved issues, it will manifest if not spoken. And, and directed to where it needs to go. Which is another point for all these social emotional energy centers, folks, is that uh, when you do work on these energy centers, it's important to direct the energy to where it needs to go. So counseling can help because you can release the energies, but I also encourage clients to please get out there and do physical exercise because you can talk about issues but you got to get the physical manifestation out as well. And working with clients getting into exercise that do have arthritic joints, 
start to notice that they get uh, some alleviation and it gets better. So the emotional and physical aspect together is very, very important. The next level is located in the solar plexus or near the stomach. This is your intellectual chakra. This is where you store your identity. Now, according to traditional psychology, your emotional, your intellectual, your, co your cognition, your processing is all stored in the brain. But according to the energy centers, your identity is stored in your stomach area. So, uh, what you'll find is um, the color for this level is yellow. And what you'll find is your identity, when it gets uh, challenged, you'll have an upset stomach. Meeting someone, you may get butterflies in the stomach. Stress, acid stomach, acid reflux, GERD. These are all symptomology of unexpressed intellectual connections of knowing who you are. So when I do uh, energy work on folks in this particular center, I keep asking them over and over and over, who am I? You gotta ask yourself, who am I? And pay attention to how you answer. The ego will answer, I'm a mom, I'm a daughter, I'm a son, I'm a businessman, I'm a counselor, I'm a teacher. And I, I point out to them, that's fine for the ego, but that's not who you are. That's what you do. That's your role. But who are you really? And that's all I'm going to say about, uh, as far as meditation on that, you have to sit back and take that time to be still and keep asking yourself over and over and over until you get that aha moment when you finally realize who you really are. And what I do when I pay attention to people talking, and I catch myself doing this as well, when someone says, who are you? You say, hey, I'm John. What you should say is, my name is John. You can't overly identify with that name. You've got to realize that's just your name. It's not who you are. So if this is puzzling you a little bit, good. I'd like you to think deeper of who you really are. And I'd be so curious to hear some of the answers you come up with. My students have a fun time with that. So you never go out like when people ask you, what do you do? Use the words, I work as a counselor. You don't say, I'm a counselor. That's not who you are. That's what you do. Okay? Pay attention to how much you walk around saying things like that because that over-identification can cause you some problems. So this is the seat of your intellectual self, your personal power, and your conceptual understanding of who we are. That's the intellectual chakra at the stomach. It also goes straight back to the middle back, so people have middle back problems. Also, it could be caused by unexpressed uh, connection with self and knowing who you are. Um, when people get attached in relationships, they hurt very bad. So they'll get, they're going to get very bad stomach issues. They're not probably not going to eat. Or if they do, it's going to cause some digestion problems. Or they have middle back pain and lower back pain. So some of the negative energy stored in this particular center is greed, judgment, criticism. Okay, anger and fear can lead up from the root chakra into the stomach when you start losing your identity of who you think you are. The uh, keynote for this particular energy center is E, 
And if you wanted to meditate to this to get the best experience for the intellectual chakra, the cello, the violin, piano, oboe, and a guitar are instruments that are very good for this particular level. The positive thing is knowing yourself. And when you know yourself, you're, le you're least likely to be manipulated. Your goals are set uh, very set forward and straight. You know what you want to do, etc. So pay attention, folks. Uh, these first three levels, the root chakra, the navel chakra, and the intellectual chakra, are all levels of the ego. So again, traditional psychology explains everything in the brain. However, with transpersonal theory, they believe in cellular memory and cellular uh, functioning. So what that means is uh, they believe like your mind is like a hologram. And if any of you have ever seen a hologram or if you've seen a holographic picture, what's interesting about a hologram is if you cut like the foot off of a hologram picture and you shine a laser light through it, you get the whole being again. So any piece of that picture you cut off, you're still going to get the whole being so the whole being is in every little piece of that picture. So try to conceptualize this. So what the transpersonalists are saying is every cell in your body has memories functioning that all work together. So every piece you use throughout all of your body. Uh, some classic examples of how much we're connected with this is what we call a phantom limb syndrome. When somebody loses a leg or an arm, and they go reach to scratch it or they feel pain, but there's nothing there. There's no uh, nerve uh, connection, no neural pathways leading to that particular lost area. So we look at how um, it manifests in our body in this particular region. Uh, psych like I said, psychology believes that we're born a blank slate and life, uh, we evolve into life being influenced by various factors and we become who we are. Transpersonalists believe that we... Uh, begin to form in utero uh, before we're born. And so we have a concept before we're born. So different ways of looking at it. So your ego is from your root chakra, your navel chakra, and intellectual chakra. And bear in mind, when I say ego, your ego and your body is like a little child. I'd say around four or five years old. And you know when a little child wants something, it wants it now. And it'll scream, kick, take a tantrum to get what it wants. So what we tend to do in our life is we tend to give that child exactly what it's screaming for to temper it. We don't want to hear it complaining or feeling it, its voice in our head anymore. So as we progress through these energy centers, we're going to talk about the upper levels, which is spiritual level. But the spiritual level whispers. So it will never take a tantrum. And the only way to get into spirituality is to be still. Now you tell me, how much are you being still every day? If you're not, you're not getting into spirituality. Intellectually you may be, but not emotionally or spiritually. So I'd like you to concentrate on your own body. And with these three centers I've discussed so far, pay attention. When you meet somebody, somebody you don't know, where in your body do you feel any kind of sensation when you're in the presence of that person? That'll tell you a lot. If it's from the stomach down, you're connecting on an ego level, which may not be the ideal for a relationship or a friendship. 
if you feel something from the heart center up, which we're going to talk about next time, you may have a very deep spiritual connection with that person. You may want to explore that more. But on this note, just to be aware so you don't push people away too easily, be aware that the people that grade on you the most are probably representing some deep aspect of your unconscious mind that you repressed because you don't like those behaviors in yourself that you repressed. Here they are manifesting for real right in front of you. And that gets you angry and you don't like the person. So if you ever had that experience where you met somebody and you didn't like them, but you don't know why, it could be that they're manifesting deeper issues that you have that you never resolved. All clues to what to look for when you talk with people, be with people. Me personally, I love people. I love to watch how they are. And uh, the best way I can describe how most of society is today, we're in a sleep state. So that's why in my business, my practice, I call it awakenings. My job is not to fix anybody. My job is to help wake you up. Help wake you up to the moment. You're missing life. If you're depressed, you're stuck in the past. Every day, every day now is wasted. If you're an anxious person, always worried and filled with anxiety, you're into the future. And again, today is wasted. So my job is to wake you up and be aware of now. Reduce the uh, dependency on, on techno stress and be aware of now. So I'll conclude that with the uh, talk today and, and wish you well and start paying attention to any kind of body sensations and ask, who am I? On that note, I wish you well. Take care. Be happy. And I'll talk to you again soon.